0: Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 14. Glory to you, o Lord. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case. Someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host, and the host, who invited both of you, may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then, in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Sisters and brothers, grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Dear Miss Manners, husband and I have been invited to the wedding of a relative who has registered only with very expensive stores. We are older working people and we live on a tight budget. I was already stressing because we won't be able to attend. We can't afford airfare and hotels, much less missing work. Now I'm worried about the gift. Is it incorrect to send a gift from a store that isn't on the registry? Signed, wanting to do the right thing, but stressed. Dear Wanting, as much as bridal magazines and department stores insist otherwise, registries are not mandatory. Even more shocking, presents are not mandatory either, particularly when one does not attend the wedding. Miss Manners is happy to inform you, therefore, that you do not have to send a present at all. If you are feeling generous, however, A small token of your choosing will not be frowned upon, or it will, but you may politely ignore that part. Signed, Miss Manners. Dear Jesus, I was invited to a wedding banquet, and, well, frankly, I'm kind of a big deal. You can ask people, they'll all tell you that about me. So, when I saw an open place at the head table, naturally I assumed it was for me. And I took it and took a sip from the crystal champagne flute I found there. I didn't realize that she had also been invited. And when she got there, they told me in front of everybody that I was in her seat. And so I had to move. What made things worse is they didn't make anybody else give up their seat for me even though everybody knows that I really am a big deal. And so I ended up sitting at the very back of the room next to the kitchen doors with like third cousins and other losers and kitchen noises and for crying out loud plastic stemware. It was embarrassing. To whom should I properly register my complaint? And what should I do next time? Maybe just not go? unless I have proper assurance that my proper status will be properly acknowledged, signed, red-faced, and irritated. Dear Red, when you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. Signed, Jesus. At first glance, Jesus' words in today's gospel reading can seem to come across as little more than just one more piece of social advice, or practical wisdom, to help you find your way and avoid embarrassment in social settings. Except, you know what, that doesn't sound like Jesus to me. After all, I can point to all kinds of times, more times, when he personally ignored protocol and propriety rather than at ad or adhere to such. As I can point to times, more than a few times, when the pro- protocol and propriety police of his day thought he was the one that was flat out out of order and was embarrassing himself. So Jesus being Jesus, not a protocol policeman, there of course has to be more going on here than Jesus taking his place at the table of protocol and propriety and good manners. Which of course, Luke told us is the case when he explicitly and on purpose told us that Jesus' words here aren't a paragraph from a mismanners advice column, but are rather a parable. Parables comprising words which have precisely a deeper Meaning beyond their surface-level obvious meaning. The deeper meaning in this case being aimed most deeply not at the boorish unseemliness of people who are jostling for their position or status above others at a, at, in the eyes of a wedding reception host, but rather the smugly, unseemly unrighteousness of people who are jostling for position and status above and beyond others in the eyes of God, and who in fact are convinced that they've actually accomplished that. That is to say that they, because of what they've done, or because of who they are, or because of who their parents and grandparents were, because of how religious they were or because of how successful they were but above all because of how very 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 them they were they compared to other people were a really big deal in the eyes of God no because of what I've done compared to other people I'm a big deal in the eyes of God and I ought to know because I drew up the scorecard and I'm the one doing the So often that's where it all goes first of all sideways and then eventually completely upside down. Looking at myself and what I've done and what I haven't done, I mean I have not done that, and comparing myself to others and what they have done, can't believe it, and what they haven't done. Which over and over again actually leads me to one of two different upside down places The first is the one that Jesus was taking direct aim at in today's parable, spiritual pride. You know what? I look around, and it turns out I am better than other people. Certainly better than you people. You know, um, God hates me. Hold your applause. I like to be humble about things like that. Um, is Is there a seat up? Is that table taken? Or two, and on quite the other hand, comparing myself to others can lead to a second and actually opposite upside-down place, that place not being spiritual pride but spiritual despair. You know what? I can't do any of the things other people do. I mean, plus, wow, some of the things I have done? What if people knew? no seat or table for somebody like me here. Here, my friends, on all sides of the comparisons people do and the upside down conclusions comparers inevitably come to, here is the right side up real deal, God-wise. Your value your big dealness in the eyes of God doesn't come from what you do compared to others, hopefully, to impress God. Your value, your big dealness in the eyes of God, it turns out, actually comes from God, not as a reward, but as a gift. And how dare I suggest that that something so counterintuitively countercultural is true because I know the truth of the greatest person who's ever walked this earth and who actually did have and fully deserved the honored seat of all honored seats anywhere and for all time, that being the seat at the right hand of the Father at the wedding feast of forever and who gave up his seat over and above all to stand down, to come down, and to be lifted up on a cross above and for all. So that all, and by all I mean including you, might know that by God, here and now and forever, you are oh so loved and there is not a darn thing or a blessed thing either that you could ever do to be less or more loved than you already are because God's love isn't about the doing you do it's a gift it's just a flat out gift because that people in Christ is the God we're dealing with here what do you do when you get Surely you don't say, I should think so. <laughs> I mean, man, I am, I am me after. I'll give it here, you're late. Surely, too, you don't say, no, keep it. i i got to go, go and do everything I can. I, maybe, I don't know, eventually I'll be good enough and I'll come back and, and I could accept as a worthy recipient that gift you want to give me. No, 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 no. No, surely when you get a gift, what you say is thank you. God being God, and Jesus being Jesus, and Jesus being the teller also of that second parable we heard in today's Gospel reading, saying thank you, it turns out is not said in just one direction, But it's best said in two directions. First of all, by all means, turn in the direction of God in prayer and praise and worship and say thank you. But don't stop there. For you can be more grateful than that. You can be so grateful for what you've been given. With no chance of paying it back. That you turn to your neighbor to give. Without needing or expecting anything back. Because why? Because you, we, Christ's church, dealing with the God we're dealing with, have come to learn that the greatest thing there is, is grace. And grace is something that can't be earned, but it can be shared. Dear Red, P.S., when you give a dinner do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you'd be repaid but when you give a banquet invite the poor the crippled the lame and the blind and you'll be blessed because they cannot repay you you'll be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous the greatest thing there is is grace The absolute gift of the undeserved love of God. And when grace finally sinks in, not just into our minds, but also into our hearts, we are, we can't help it. We are humbled. But when it is grace, not shame, that does our humbling, pay attention to that distinction. When it is grace, not shame, that does our humbling, we can at last awake to the grace filled and grace full realization that humility does not mean thinking of yourself as worthless. Humility means thinking of others as worthwhile. For as someone else once said, grace. We don't think less of ourselves. We think of ourselves less. Dear Jesus, Thank you. Signed. Grateful. Dear Great, You're welcome. I love you. Signed, Grace.